It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Ready to go and ready to rock for the weekend. Are you ready, buddy? Hang on. I think I have mine worked out here. Are you good? Are you good there? Hang on. No, no, this is working. All, All right. right. Hey, man. There we go. There we go. There we go. Are we good? Now I can hey, hear things. There we go. All right, folks. Ready After to... about a month or so, we'll get all this <laughs> figured out. It is 3 o'clock on a Friday. Oh, what? it's just Friday. That's it. That's exactly right. Okay, we'll get it together. A lot to talk about today, and the biggest thing will be, will the curse be over? Can the curse be over? You're talking uh, nine in a row against Virginia. We find out tomorrow at the Yum Center, the Cavs are... Are fifteen and six, and um, or I'm sorry, um, they're six and seven in the ACC. So we'll find out tomorrow. Now they're seven and four in the league. Actually, oh, they are. They are fifteen and six. They lost three guys to the NBA. They are one of the worst three point shooting teams in the country. And you would think, okay, if their big guy gets wide open, that's Mamadi Diakite, mm-hmm. let him shoot. Yep. No, he's their best three point shooter at forty percent. So the dude with the short, spiky—that's not like that's not spiky. It's more like a, like a uh, a white sort of perm, okay. shaved close. It's called frosted. That guy, frosted that guy is the guy you got to watch out for. So Virginia has the curse. However, I love Louisville's chances here to win this one. I shouldn't say fairly easily against Virginia because an eight-point win is almost a blowout to Virginia. After Georgia Tech. Louisville kind of, you know, off and on with the with the enthusiasm in that game. And then they came back and blew the next opponent out. Wake Forest, had they come out and blown Wake Forest out earlier this week, I'd be a little nervous about Virginia. But Chris Mack seems to get their attention after an uneven performance. I look for one of those Duke performances against Virginia on Saturday. I really like their chances, but don't read too much into this. Don't look for too much out of this. Against Virginia, you just need to get a win. Uh, I got a bad feeling about it. Mm-mm. I don't have a good feeling. Um, will the pace of play be a problem? You know, they're catatonic at times, or most of the time for Virginia. If you get down, what do we do? Louisville is down. They've led double digits. Uh, you, you had to lead some double digit comebacks here. Can they crawl back if the pace of play is as slow as we, we know it's going to be tomorrow? It'll take Virginia a half to get out by 10 points. It can take you a half to get back from that against Virginia. That's they, what I'm saying. But they really are that bad offensively this year. They've had, by the way, four games where they haven't gotten out of the 40s. They're 3-1 and one in those games. So well, Virginia won three times against teams when they scored 40. Game one was at Syracuse, 48-34. Okay. All right. I Arizona get State, 48-45. I got you. I got you. Nine games in the 50s, eight games in the 60s. Okay. Zero games above 69. Okay. Zero. Okay. Zero. Again, zip. I think Louisville will win the game. Nice. I have a bad feeling about this that the last couple of games, I'm like, Louisville is due to drop one, and they've been acting like it in the first half for most of these games. And the pace of play is going to suck, and and we have this thing against Virginia. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe the celebrating the 1980 championship team at halftime will help us out. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, whatever that means. Coach Mack has their attention after an uneven performance, and they're going to come out out guns blazing. Okay. I am not worried about Virginia. Right. 
Okay. I, I should am. be. I am. I should be. I am. Nine in a row. And, and you can't deny some of the curses. And let's think about it. The last time Louisville actually won was an elbow jumper from Mango when with bu- zero time on the clock. Didn't it bounce off the back iron, pop straight up in the air and fall through? That's how Louisville won last, the last win, which was a hundred years ago. So hopefully they'll get it done tomorrow. I think they will, but I'm getting a bad feeling about Louisville it. Louisville is a better, deeper team than Virginia this year and they are at home. It is Friday, and it's uh, let's talk about something fun. They celebrated the 1980 championship team tomorrow at the Yum Center. We all know the names. We know that that was the team that broke through. Denny had been coaching for eight years at UofL before he won his championship. He'd gone to the Final Four a couple of times, and this one was huge. They were a very popular team the entire season. Dr. Duncan Stein had promised a national championship before he graduated. This was his senior year. He was the national player of the year that year. It all came together in 1980. And of course, as a 10-year-old or 11-year-old at that time, I always thought that college basketball was that. See, I watched Kentucky win it in 78, and then 79 was Bird Magic, Mm -hmm. and then Louisville in 80. So 1-2-3 were these three huge games for me specifically. And I thought, wow, this is great. This is what it's supposed to be like all the time. And then IU won it in 81, and then Louisville went to Final Fours every year until 86. Or 87. And everyone's going to be there except for guys that are coaching. That's Jerry Eves and Wiley Brown. So the whole gang will be there. And by the way, if you're listening right now, 571-7900, Tony has a bad feeling about this game. I have zero worries about Virginia. I shouldn't have that. I've watched them play Florida State twice this year. I've wanted to stab myself in the eye with a fork during both games. (laughs) Or whatever's there. I've wanted to stab myself in the eye with forks multiple times watching Louisville lose nine games in a row. Right. For some reason, I'm really supremely confident this weekend. All right, 571-7900. You with me where you're like, "Eh, I don't know, man. We're due and it's Virginia. Or you're like, Dave, we got this. Right. 571-7900. on Team Wussy Pants. Yeah. (laughs) Or mine. Yeah, right. Uh, a lot of the 80, of, I've said this on the show many times, the, the 1980 championship team seems to hang out and hung out in Louisville more than the 86 team. You know, Herb Kirk's from here and he hung out a little bit, uh, but kind of disappeared. Tony Kimbrough disappeared. Purvis Ellison disappeared um, from the 86 team. None of those guys really kind of hang hung out. Um, Kenny Payne, the only way he came back was he's coaching Kentucky. The 80 team kind of made their way here in Louisville after the championship team or game. Like well, they, they were like, okay, all these guys are kind of part of the community, correct? Recruiting used to be regional, if not state. I mean, Louisville would have a lot of guys that are from here that would kind of stay here. Then recruiting went national, now international. So not everybody developed sort of a fondness for the college town that they play in. So right. it's not uncommon across the country to have this phenomenon. But it is awesome to see these guys around. Hey, is that? Is, oh, I'm. Uh, Felton Spencer. Yes. See him around. Oh, yeah. Felton's great. <clears throat> I was going to say Barbara Felton, but if I said that, then he, um, would, he would beat me up. All right. Let's go to Ryan. How do you feel about this game tomorrow, Ryan? You nervous like me or Dave? You got it. Oh, man. We got this. this yep. Year. We got it. There's no reason to be afraid. Hey, you guys know if it's like a red out, white out, or if it's just regular today? Uh, I have not heard that it's a specific color. <laughs> I don't think it is. I haven't heard about that. I either. haven't heard that at all. All I know is they're celebrating the eighty championship team at halftime. Nice, awesome. Hey, thanks, guys. You got it. All right, team Wussy Pants or team Dave? Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. I keep I, look. I 
for a couple of games. I loved the Wake Forest game. I was never nervous. I always thought, hey, they're going to get this done. I wasn't upset. I didn't turn the game off. I was like, look, Louisville's got this. We're good here. Even against Georgia Tech, I was like, yeah, they're good this. They'll do a boom, and they'll come back. My problem is Virginia has got a curse with Louisville, and their pace of play doesn't lean towards a, a big comeback if you get down to them, especially in the second half. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, again, Virginia, love the coach, Tony Bennett, awesome dude, gave back his championship bonus to the school. That's very cool. Yeah. It really is. One of those stupidly handsome people. <laughs> it's like it's not fair. No, I mean, once in a while, yeah. there's just a guy that you see and you kind of go, huh, that's what good looking looks like. <laughs> right, right. I don't see that in the mirror. All right. Um, Who's in the Tony Bennett club of like, damn, that's a good looking man? Uh, coaching? Yeah. Uh, see, I've never thought Jay Wright was all that cute. He's okay. He's a little uh, no, Neanderthalish. He's just a big a head. Big eyebrows. Yeah, he's you and him are need to go hat hat. Yeah, uh, well, shopping he's better here. looking than me. But uh, here is your governor uh, talking about sports betting. Not as good looking as Ben. All agree that passing sports betting is the right thing to do, and we are working to help move this state forward. Hallelujah. <sighs> he also had a statement that I was like, okay, drop the mic. It was basically, and I have it here. I don't want to get the quote wrong, Governor Bashir. We have other states that aren't just eating our lunch. They're serving lunch to our people and taking those dollars, too, end quote. Yep. Uh, he's right. And that has to stop. So hopefully that will get through in the next couple of weeks. That's one of the three reasons that Matt Bevin did not win re-election. There was the gambling issue. Yes. The marijuana issue. Yes. And personality. If he had gone on a softer side of Bevin tour last summer, yep. left the door open for marijuana, medical, and eventually recreational, all he had to do was say, look, it, I, you know I'm morally opposed to these things. However, if a good bill crosses my desk that will benefit the state of Kentucky, I will sign it. That's all he had to do. But he was dead set against it, led us to believe that for four more years, this would never happen. So good for Andy Bashir for capitalizing on this. And I never got his logic. Uh, Governor Bevin's logic was always, will you're going to have to smoke for 600 years before this is going to... You know what? He was making everything up. That, he was making all that up. That's like saying you've got a credit card bill, and because this month you can't pay the whole thing off, you're not going to make a payment. No, I know. You need many revenue streams to deal with the pension issue. And this is one of them. Sports betting would generate 22 to $25 million a year once fully operational for this Commonwealth. Sports betting is fully operational. It's an issue that crosses all party lines and all demographics. It's one where the time is here, and I'm tired of trailing other states. Let's not be an island. Let's keep our tourism entertainment dollars here. Let's give grown adults the opportunity to make their own decisions. It's You can't even... No one disagrees. Taxes are low in Indiana. The roads are paved. I know people will find these outlier articles about Colorado and the effects of legalized pot. It's been legal for a while. If you go out there, you see paved roads, you see infrastructure in place, you see glorious bike line or bike lanes, Mayor Fisher, going through the mountains and along the highway. Colorado's flush in cash. There have been a couple of times they have given money back to the taxpayers because their constitution says if there is a surplus, thou shalt giveth it back. 
That would be a nice problem to have it. You're listening to 790 KRD, the afternoon underdogs. Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Kentucky fans are having fun at the expense of athletic director Phil Former. Is he still the athletic director of Tennessee, Phil Former? Teflon Phil, I think so. Okay. The quote was, the Vols are back, and before long, we'll be taking a bite out of everyone. We plays ass. So they're... they're, uh, We plays ass? That's exactly right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, he says, uh, Kentucky fans are saying, wow, they're, Tennessee fans are claiming they want to eat ass. <laughs> well, uh, you know, whatever he, he gets into on his own time, it's, uh, is fine. It's, <laughs> Tennessee's not great this Why year. Why does Tennessee have Phil Former around? Why is he around? Because what are they, you doing? They had a stretch of time where bad things were happening. He was so there they, for all that, wasn't he? It, this is like Bill Snyder at Kansas State. Kansas State can't win, so they pull him out of the scrap heap, and then he comes back and wins. They started feeling like a Tennessee. Football's not going to be good again until Phil Fulmer is involved somehow. Well, it hasn't gone well. I can tell you that now. Speaking of Tennessee, at his pre-Tennessee press conference today, Coach Calipari had to answer the age-old question about the NBA because a friend, Leon Rose, longtime player agent, will be the next new president. Also part of the new regime, World Wide West. Ooh. Cal said he's known Rose for more than 25 years. Nick's and him finalizing a deal to make him the president. Calipari instantly linked to the job because of those two. And he said, nope, I'll help him out in any way that I can except for coaching the team. So that's what he's saying today. Well, <clears throat> he Coach- has that lifetime contract where he yeah. becomes an ambassador, can yeah. make as much money as he wants and retire. Yeah. I'm surprised that he's lasted this long. Yeah. That's a stressful job. Uh, it is like being president of the United States. You get, it's like seven, it's like dog years. You coach one year at Kentucky, it's like seven, right? So he's been there 10 years. That's long. I don't, Adolph Rupp was more than 10. Other than that, everyone else didn't last 10, right? Or they lasted 10. Joe B was 10. Right, right around a decade. Right yeah. around 10. And that, and he's part of the fabric. And Joe B was part of the fabric, but he couldn't take it after 10. I mean, you're good friends with Joe B. I mean, it's just a tough job. And he killed it for a long time, and he still got them where they were supposed to be. It's hard for, as a Cardinal fan, to kind of, you know, run down Kentucky when they've they've taken care of business against Louisville, specifically the last couple of years. Joe B., I think, saved some angry letters. Back in the day when people weren't happy with you, they mailed, oh, sure. they mailed you things. Yeah. And yeah. he said, I've got an idea for your next job. And it was like Lexington with arrows going out in all directions, anywhere right. but here. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. Took four days to get to him. Right. <clears throat> so it's it's just if if the rumors are back around, who knows? Maybe he's doing the rumors himself so that, you know, he doesn't have to hear it. But you're getting paid $9 million to play to coach college basketball. You stay in that job as long as you can. And please, Kentucky, don't take this speculation as reason to extend and give him a raise again. No. And please, Cal, don't do that anymore. Yeah. Louisville women lost last night. But would you do it if you could? To Florida State what? <laughs> Use leverage to get more money. I, how much more money do can you? I know. Uh, I know. It's $9 million a year. Him and Coach K are it. But does he make as much as Saban? Do you want to be the highest paid coach in all of college sports? No, I think Saban's top. Uh, but there's not a very, it's not a long list here, people. No, no. Right? So Coach, it used to be Rick, Coach K, and Cal. And now when Rick got fired, because he was up there with the eight, nine, ten million dollar round, it's just two of them. Because we're paying a sensible amount for Coach Mack, even though he's doing an amazing job. Um, 
Louisville women lost last night, Florida State. You could hear it in Coach Wall's voice. He just he was just not happy about what happened last night. One of but his, the Seminoles are good. They're good. One of his key contributors, though, is playing for the Nigerian national team right now. So he was a tad shorthanded. Did not use that as an excuse. Right. Said they got outplayed, and they did. But yep. when your full complement of players isn't there, imagine Jordan Noir not playing tomorrow. Right. Let's talk to Tom. You're on with the dogs. What's up, Tom? Tom. Hey, guys. Uh, you were talking about... Uh, the pressure of coaching Kentucky. I remember Joe Hall saying one time, you know, that he'd just been in Kentucky a few years when um, when they played uh, UCLA in the, I think, the final game in, what, 75? Mm-hmm. Yep. 75, yeah. And uh, Rupp, I mean, uh, Wooden announces his retirement. Yes, yes. And Joe said, you probably heard his story. Joe said they should have hired him to replace John Wooden. There's no point in ruining two people's lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Look, he thought that was a dirty uh, trick, by the way. I was not a. Oh, of course it was. Now, did you read the article about that specifically after the whole celebration at U of L? What what uh, what they thought happened that a UCLA booster walked by and and gave um, gave Wooden a bunch of guff, huh? Un, un um, unasked for, and he uh, he said at that moment Wooden had decided because of that comment, I'm done here. If you give guff to a guy that won, what, 11 national titles? Ten, I thought it was 10. 10 or 11. 10 national titles. Way more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, but Joe, I did not like Joe B. when I was a fan of Louisville, obviously. He had that three-piece suit on, looked like a banker. Didn't have a happy face. Didn't have a happy face. Nothing but, but happy now. When he started working here, you kind of meet him and go, oh, it's like Grandpa. Kentucky has sort the of sweetest a... sweetest guy in the world. Sort of this turn the frown upside down effect yeah. on you. He does. It just gets you from happy-go-lucky to, I better win by 50 every night or people are going to hate me. And I would try to mess with him all the time. And he'd go, oh, Tony. <laughs> I got you. Yep. And then there's no better uh, storyteller. Oh, the B. stories I've heard. You, you gotta love them. Oh man. Uh, five seven one seventy nine hundred. If you want to get on the uh, discussion, I saw this tweet earlier. We were talking about the women's game last night. They went down at home to Florida State. Louisville's women's average home attendance last year was nine thousand five hundred and thirty one. This tweet also went on to say that is higher than the men's program at Florida State, Virginia Tech, yep. Notre Dame, Wake Forest, Clemson, Miami, Pittsburgh, Boston College, and Georgia. Dare I say 95% of college basketball, probably. Oh, I guarantee it. Dare I? Yes. Dare you. Dare me. And I shall dare. To say. There's a rumor there's going to be a guest at the IU-Purdue game tomorrow. We'll talk about it when we come mm, back. Let's see. Kelvin, yeah. Kelvin Sampson. <laughs> right. I have a whole bunch to say about that Oh, guy. wait a minute. Oh, I know where you're going. Oh, yeah. There's a rumor. Don't know if it's going to happen or not. Captain Bitter. Oh, Bitter is right. There's no doubt. No doubt about it. But uh, Louisville tomorrow, Virginia, we're talking about that. How do you feel about that? Five seven one seventy nine hundred. And we're not in the middle. Tony's uneasy. I'm supremely confident. Yes, you think it's going to be a breeze. I think I'm I'm scared that that could be the loss that Louisville's been looking at the last nine games to where we've sort of been sitting our hand in the fire, sticking our hand in the fire, sticking our hand in the fire, and then finally we're going to get burnt tomorrow. And it'll be like typical. It's Virginia. Now, make no mistake, breeze against Virginia is not a 20-point win. It's 68 no, no, no. to 60, something no. along those lines if they can make it there but one of those games where louisville i think can threaten to blow it out but won't quite get it done virginia will hang around just to be annoying but you'll never feel like louisville's gonna lose back after this 790 carity oh yeah welcome back the afternoon underdogs 2.0 dave jennings tony vanetti glad to have you here we're gonna 
have a little fun with veterans, talk a little country music, too, with our friend Ashley oh. from 95.7 AMZ in just a few minutes. Yes, uh, they have a great um, event going on tomorrow that's going to benefit some veterans. Next Brian, hour, uh, quickly, next hour, Dwight's going to pop in again like he's been doing during the 4 o'clock hour. We'll talk with Nick Coffey, our morning guy, Howie Lindsay, the former morning guy, and Carl Lenore will I love get, it. get you in shape and sort through the clutter that is diet information online. Uh, Ryan just called, talked about the game yesterday, or tomorrow. Uh, he said, hey, just called 790 KRD with Tony Vanetti and Howie Lindsay. Hey. hey. Louisville take Virginia tomorrow, no worries. First time caller. There we go. Uh, Dave Jennings, Howie Lindsay, same thing. I've been going through this my whole career. <laughs> I love that part. Uh, okay. I thought you would. All right. Long uh, as they know me, I am fine. They uh, last a couple days ago was National Girls and Women in Sports Day, and I wanted it. We didn't talk about it at all because we were so busy that day. There was a lot uh, going on, but the way that women's sports has exploded in the last, uh, I guess, decade or so has been fantastic. We just talked about Louisville women's basketball's average home attendance. That's the unusual. That's the number that you're just no one's been able to do that anywhere except for Louisville at this point. But women's sports are on television, not as much as the men, but it's a ridiculous amount compared to what when I was growing up. I have three sisters. They all played sports for the most part, and they were better for it. Um, women were not encouraged to play sports when I was growing up. I am 50 years old, so I was born in 1969. So just you can do the math on how I grew up and when I grew up. It was not encouraged. Um, it is now. They are. They say, hey, no, 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 no. Playing sports makes you a better person if you're – uh, it doesn't matter what gender you are. We try to helicopter our kids away from any kind of failure. You cannot avoid failure in sport. Well, you can until you're about eight years old because we don't keep score anymore. But kids know when they're getting their butt kicked. Uh, I've said you this. learn yeah. a lot of lessons. Oh. You meet a lot of different types of people from different backgrounds. You're yes. a much better person yes. after playing organized sports. Yes, and, and anytime women can enjoy this, the sport. Look, I, I didn't know anything about field hockey. My daughter started playing. The first two years, I was like, what is going on? And then there were times I was like, my wife was like, you're going to the game. I was like, yes, I'm, I'll be at the game. I don't know what the hell's going on, and I'm bored. But towards the last five or six years of it, I was screaming and yelling the entire time and on the edge of my seat on a one-to-nil game. So it was just, it, the more you learn about it, it is obviously a sport you'll be more interested in, but it's a new day and age for women's sports, and I love it. I, we used to make fun of it. Look, Dave and I come from generation. We also made fun of it. But nowadays, you can't because it's successful. And speaking of women in sports, this will kind of tie into that name, image, and likeness supporters. These are people that obviously want kids in college to be able to capitalize on the value, whatever that may be, of their name, image, okay. and likeness. All right. They may have a new supporter, and that's the Trump administration. According to CBS Sports, they're evaluating whether, quote, it would be appropriate for the federal government to become involved with policy solutions mm. regarding college athletics. And I'm sure the NCAA is probably behind this. Otherwise, their their demise will be sped up by California passing this sort of thing. Then Florida, 10 states saying no way. Now, pretty soon you have a conference represented by six different states. Yeah. In three of them, you can get paid. In three of them, you can't. So the, I would guess the NCAA wants some massive overseer to come in and say, put some blanket policy in place to help them out. And I'm not sure they'll do it, but they're going to look at it. The money is is crazy, and we all know that. I mean, the first time I heard that a coach was making a million dollars was Denny Crum. Mm. And I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't imagine that. It was decades ago. And now you pay teams over a million dollars, sometimes $2 million, not to play you in football. 
Think about that for a second. We're going to pay you a million and a half bucks not to play you. I know we're on our schedule, but we'll we'll stroke you seven figures. Just don't show up. Well, th- this is the haves and the have-nots. The have programs have five million dollar coaches. The have-nots get a million dollars to come and play you and get their butt kicked. That's right. So you're supporting multiple athletic programs. <clears throat> yes, um, but there's a reason why Bellarmine's going Division One. They want in on on the on the pie. Because you go Division One basketball and the whole world changes. And when you have a Division One caliber coach like Scotty, and you know, you know what? We could get into the tournament and we could win some games in the tournament. We'll change everything for Bellarmine. I wonder how much bigger the pie is because you're talking, are we getting close to 400 Division One basketball teams now? Yeah. There's at least 350. <laughs> so I don't know how big the pie is at this level. If, if I'm Bellarmine, if I'm the players, if I'm coach, I can't speak for anybody. There's obviously a reason they're doing this that makes sense. I'd rather compete for national titles in Division Two than hope to make the tournament and be a 15 or a 16 and get drilled on the opening weekend or maybe in the play-in game. There is a sacrifice you pay when you start to go that direction. But look at Western Kentucky. What have they done? They are skyrocketing. Their basketball program is doing great, and their football program is raking in money they could never have imagined, and it's translating to campus, too. I mean, if you look at you go down that campus now, it is much better than it used to be. Football's part of that. <clears throat> Plus, people want to go to school. Look at 2013 for Louisville, the year of the Cardinal. Um, Don't say it like that. They um, the year of right, the Cardinal, right? But they they had record enrollment at U of L in 2014. Mm-hmm. That was because of the 2013 year of the Cardinal. It's your front porch. Athletics yeah. is your introduction to a school, right? I, I was one of the weirdos that didn't know anything about FSU sports when I went down there. Just went down because it was Florida. Why not? Happy yeah. I did. But a lot of kids look for what they saw on TV growing up. Watching Louisville basketball, Kentucky basketball. That's where I want to go. Right. Rumors. Rumors. Bob Knight. Uh-oh. Possibly attending the IU game tomorrow. IU and Purdue play tomorrow. Supposedly, our buddy Bob Knight might be there for the first time since he left coaching at IU. He has famously avoided badmouth the situation. Everyone involved in his firing is no longer with us. At least the main players. The fans, I'm sure, would welcome him back. He's been a little... Off. I don't know what's going on, if it's just getting older and not having all of his faculties, but a couple of times I've heard him talk. It's been a little, I'll just say off. Well, he's gotten older. He's always been an a-hole. Uh, he's a hypocrite, and he's one of the worst people I think that ever has been involved. Now, if you talk to some people, they're like, oh, what a fantastic person. He's a hypocrite. Well, they'll always say, you don't know the good things you did and you never heard about it. Fantastic. Heard a lot of bad things. There's a lot of bad things, too. You don't throw potted plants at your secretary just because you you're tougher. You don't do a dookie on the on the he's uh, floor. A, he's a bully. And the biggest hypocrite thing is that he demands respect from everyone, but doesn't give it in return. And he just does little thing to twist the knife. And every little thing is a twist of the knife. And then how bitter of an old man do you have to be to continue to not show up at these reunions at IU that when no one is there that was there when you were let go? I, I'll feel a little bad for him, though, if this is sort of the... I, I kind of recognize I'm slipping a little bit, and I feel kind of lonely. I don't have a place in college basketball anymore. Can I come back home? Is he the prodigal son? I think that I don't know where I used fans stand here. I, I just don't. I think they're probably going to welcome him back with open arms. Um, but he is just—he's been just an awful person about this situation. Like again. Never took responsibility for anything that happened towards the end there at IU. My first experience with Bob Knight, so my first hosting job over across the hall was, what, 20 years ago now, something right. like that. I yeah. was 
going to fill in sports talk. I guess it was Cruz at the time. Yeah. And Billy Reed was going to co-host because he's like, yeah, I think it might be pretty good, but I'm not sure if you can do it by right. yourself just yet. Sure. And still kind of wondering that. So uh, Billy Reed comes in, but he schedules Bobby Knight. So he gives him Bob Knight's cell phone number. And during the break, we call him. He think he's ready to go. So we start talking to him. And this is what we hear down the line. He's eating. Just really loudly. Yes. Obsessively, obviously trying hard to make chewing sounds loudly. Yes. And then magically the phone drops. He hung up. He hung up. Called back, and he's kind of laughing about it. Put him back on. Yeah, just giving dumb answers. That's what I'm saying. That was my first experience. Well, that's because that's him. And he thinks it's funny. And the exact reason of he's disrespectful to everybody, but if someone did that to him in his time, he would talk about being respectful to your elders, and I'm the coach, right? He, I'll never forget when he called the game, and towards the end of ESPN, it was just like, what are you doing hiring him to call the games? So he's there in New York when when Shashevsky won his thousandth game, right? He's wearing a sweater that matches the Michigan State colors because that's who Duke was playing, right? He's wearing his protege that is about to become you know, whatever a thousand winner, all time winner ever, and he's wearing a sweater the color of the other team. He should. And do you think that was by accident? He should be a proud father. If, yes. if, if John chooses to go to the Naval Academy and he's yeah. at some ceremony, you show up in a Purdue shirt. No, you don't do that. Why kind would of I thing. do that? Because Mike, I'm a big giant jerk. Mike Shashevsky is going to pass you. Be a happy father. And Mike Shashevsky knows who he is too. And it was just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. you know. And and throughout the broadcast, he was going out of his way not to say anything nice about Shashevsky too. Oh, and when he first started calling games, his approach was, let me watch this game as a coach. And show you how I could do it better throughout the game. Yes. Oh. These are all the mistakes they're making yes. and how I would have done it differently. And then every once in a while I would say things like, what's that clock above the board? Remember that one? He didn't know what the shot clock above hey. the backboard was. Steve, you're on with Tony and Dave for the underdogs. What's up, man? You know, a couple of quick Bobby Knight stories. The first one was, you know, when Krzyzewski, when he was at Army and Krzyzewski was, was, was a player and Krzyzewski used to call home all the time and tell his dad, you know, he was calling him a Polak and he was just calling him names and, and, you know, he obviously stuck it out. Um, but, and then the second thing is one time when he, you know, he did his coaching show and I think that was a real, um, you know, cluster because he, he'd be reading fishing magazines and doing everything. Mm-hmm. But, Acting interested in what he was doing, yeah. Yep. So one time, he's answering a question, and you hear him going to the bathroom, and then the toilet flushing. That, that's been several years ago. I mean, this guy was just... I remember meeting him at the Foster Brooks, the old Foster Brooks um, oh, yeah. golf tournament years oh, yeah. ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And, um, you know, I, the, the man, as far as his stature, huge. You know, just obviously somebody you don't want to pick off too badly. But anyway... I just wanted to regale you guys with those two. Thanks, quick. man. There's yeah. a there's a million of those where oh. he didn't give respect to anyone in the room, but demands it from everyone in the room, and that's my biggest problem with Bob Knight. Obviously, I can't prove this, but I talked to a former player. He's like, look, I can't go on the air with this or talk about this publicly, but when he was at IU, he was dating one of the women's basketball players, and they were in the gym, and she kind of snuck in to, to watch practice, just sitting up in the rafters. Right. Bob Knight saw her and yelled out loud, get that C word out of here. Oh, I'm sure. I don't doubt that at all. And then Bob, then uh, Joe B's biggest problem was that he, when he walked away from him on one of the times they were playing each other, he smacked Joe B in the back of the head. Yeah, did he not? Yes, he did. And Joe B really was hurt by that because they, they've been fishing together, hunting together, which you don't want to do now. Bob Knight, Dick Cheney say no if the invite comes out. But at that point, he's like, I thought we were friends. Yeah. 
and he smacked him in the back of the head as yeah. he walked away. No, no handshake, no congratulations, buddy. I'm happy for you. Feel sad for my guys, but I'm happy for you. Nope, nope. Smack, smack in the, back in of the head. head. Yeah, well, that's that's our buddy Bob Knight. I hope he's there tomorrow. I'm curious. Their reaction will be positive. Let's talk about veterans. WAMZ yes. Harley Davidsons with Dwight right here on 790 KRD. That right there is the sultry, smooth sounds of Brantley Daniel McBrantleyson. <laughs> and you can you can get tickets. Gilbert Gilbert, Gilbert McBrantley. Gilbert Daniel McBrantley. Yeah, that's two first names. Mercury. I think they always have two names. Hmm. Like, Ashley, can you help us out? Yeah, there? I'm here to set you guys straight. Who, yeah, who, who is this? It's his name is Brantley Gilbert. Okay, Gilbert, Brantley Gilbert. Gilbert McDanielson and his song <laughs> echoes up yonder in the stream on the creek bank with the sweet tea and my sugar shaker. Oh it's God. a good new country hey, song, so and we love so new awesome. country here on Tony and Dwight. We love you because you, you love your listeners and giving them stuff. And WAMZ is W-A-M-Z. where you work, man. And you also okay. have a passion and a love for the same organizations we do, like the veterans. Oh, amen. Yep. And you could do some good for the neighborhood tomorrow. And by the way, I'm going to join you. I am so glad you're coming. Are you kidding? These guys are going to be thrilled to see you, Dwight. No, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, veterans... Mission Barbecue. Yes. Harley Davidson, meaning bluegrass Harley Davidson. I'm in there like swimwear, baby. Come on. And, and even I love Brantley. What's Daniel. the event? Tell us about how you can go see <laughs> Brantley Daniels. Okay, let me set you straight on this okay. first. His name is Brantley Gilbert. Okay. Okay. And despite all of your country stereotypes here this yes, guy thank you. <laughs> this guy is a rocker okay oh yes so if you go to his show it's going to be like going to see i don't want to say metallica okay. but it, it's a rock show okay it's cool. not a country show okay awesome. there's pyro there's Whoa, motorcycles really? yeah and so he's going to be at the KFC Yum Center next Friday night Valentine's Day oh is yes, he really he is he is and uh, he has done a lot to help out our veterans he raises a lot of money for them uh donates a lot of his time and so tomorrow we're going to be at Bluegrass Harley Davidson okay from 11 to 1 and mm-hmm. then they're going to be doing this event a little bit longer than that but WAMZ 97.5 WAMZ will be there from 11 to 1 with Mission Barbecue with free food and it's a veterans appreciation event so what we're going to be doing is giving away two pairs of tickets to see Brantley awesome. next Friday Awesome. Uh, one pair of those tickets will come with a signed Brantley Gilbert guitar oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. Here we go. Hello. Yes. here we go and the second pair of tickets will come with a backstage hang with Brantley. oh my gosh yeah. so this veteran will get some one on one time with Brantley. I like the way you put it. Backstage hang. hang. And then right. tomorrow you'll, out. you'll have been hung. No, but there's a big difference. <laughs> but you're right. There is a big difference between backstage pass and backstage hang. Absolutely. And here's what it is, my friends. Usually on a backstage meet and greet, somebody from the radio station, like me or Tony, will walk them back there and you'll stand in a hallway oh, for 20 minutes. And then the artist will come out, walk down the line, maybe take a picture, maybe not. And they're gone. It's That's a cattle it. call. It's is a cattle it is. call. Sure. Yeah. For yeah. ZZ Top, now it wasn't every time. Every time wasn't like this with ZZ Top. But one time at Freedom Hall, they had us and a listener stand, and they said, "When they come out, don't shake hands, don't talk to them. They're not going to sign anything." And What's they, the point? And, wow. they, and so they walked out. <laughs> and you they see just, ZZ Top? Yeah, they just walked in front of us and walked around. I'm like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> 
<laughs> but there is, there have been other times when they did sign stuff and said hi to. And last time they were here, they played Jim Porter. So there you go, ZZ Top. <laughs> uh, yeah, but most part, the, the the smart artists do it right. Right. And, it's, and, uh, and it, it sounds, sounds like this guy's one of them. Sounds like that. So you go to hang, and, and, and he is a big. He is big in giving back to the veterans. I seriously, I have met him before because he's been in here doing a private show just for our veterans. Right, and you know we talked about it in the break. You lived uh, on uh, near Fort Bragg. Yeah, yeah. And tell me about your experience there. What we were talking about? Uh, yeah, so I lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina, for three years. I, I was not in the military. My grandfather is a veteran, though, mm-hmm. and uh, there are so many guys that have served our country and have made a lot of sacrifices. Their families have made a lot of sacrifices. And uh, a lot of people just don't have a real comprehension for what those sacrifices are. And uh, we were just talking about the Veterans Club here in Kentucky, and they're building this tiny house community, and they're involved with this event tomorrow, too. That's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people, these guys and women, they come back from Iraq and Afghanistan and And everywhere else. Yeah. And then sometimes they get out of the Somalia. Just add up the places that, that the United States is a police force for yep. uh, and they and they see and do things that just, just stay with them and the real butcher's bill because the butcher's bill was always a term of okay killed in action well there was a lot of them that are coming home and having su- uh, suicidal thoughts and some people are acting on those and uh, and that's the real bill that that comes in with these wars these foreign wars that they come back and they try to deal and they just can't yeah and another thing is, is that some of these folks come back they get out of the military and they're like what's next and yeah. you know some of these people got in when they were 18 years old. That's right. And that's yeah. been their whole life. That's right. Right. And, and so once they do decide to get out, because it's only, I believe, a small minority of people that actually retire out of the military. Uh, well, we have friends that have been deployed for 10 straight years. Yeah. Or 12 straight years. It's like, you've been deployed how many times? 12 times. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, but uh, what's next? Right. What's when you next? you get out. Yeah, there's no doubt and about it. And if you do retire out of the military, a lot of these folks are done at 40 years old. You yeah. have to start a whole new chapter of your life. No, absolutely. Yeah. So... Uh, we love Brantley because he loves our veterans and uh, just thrilled that he's given us this opportunity to connect with Harley Davidson, Bluegrass Harley Davidson, and give people uh, tickets to his show next Friday, give them the opportunity to hang out with him backstage, yes, and uh, give us that signed guitar as well. Mission Barbecue is going to be oh. there with free food, and uh, I, they I, do uh, so much for our veterans. Yeah, too. I love Mission Barbecue. They're, they're incredible. But again, the time tomorrow with WAMZ, Bluegrass Harley Davis is from 11 to 1, is that right? Yeah, 11 to 1. They'll be doing it a little bit longer, but we'll be on sure. site from but 11 But from to 11 to 1, how yeah. about this, man? One pair of tickets to the show plus a side guitar, another pair of tickets to the show with a backstage hang with the man. How about that, man? Good when stuff. It, when is country music, uh, Dave, pot that down a little bit. When is country music going to go back to songs about mothers turning their daughters into prostitutes? What? I mean, what? <laughs> Fancy don't Fancy. let me down. Now, come on now. That- <laughs> Lived in a one-room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. You like that song. I love yeah. this song. Didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least. We were that song's about friends. real life. That's the and damn right it is. That's right. <laughs> we had to buy i got to get to the prostitute part. Hey. Well, mama washed and combed and curled my hair, and she painted my hair, hair and put makeup on her. Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress. I had a split from the side, cleaned up to my ear. Oh. It was red velvet trimming and it fit me good. Standing back from the looking glass, there stood a woman where a half-grown kid had stood. She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me die. 
Let me down, baby. I, I need you to be a prostitute right now because we got food. We need food. I used to change the lyrics back when I was heavier. Here's here's your one chance, fat guy. Don't let me down. My feet are for myself. Every time I come on this show, you guys are just going to give me hell. Yes, we are. I hope the backstage hang with Brantley goes better than it in excess. Yeah. Oh, what? Michael what? Hutchinson joke. I get it. Oh, oh, too soon? Oh, hey, yeah. No, what yeah. Is, hey, we'll end it with this. What is Michael Hutchinson? Oh, no. No, no, no. Stop. No, 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 no. Not doing not doing the suicide joke. Okay. Okay. Dwight, if you come out tomorrow, you got to make sure you get Brantley Gilbert's suicide. name right. I will. Brantley Gilbert tomorrow. Bluegrass Harley Davidson. Me, Ashley. Uh, Brantley Gilbert's. Back after this. From the East and West Brook Construction Traffic Center. Heading out this afternoon, traffic not in bad shape overall, actually. A light traffic flow coming out of downtown, 6471, no problems there. 65 southbound, a smooth trip through Hospital Curve and out past the fairgrounds. And no problems if you're heading across the Sherman Menton Bridge on 64 westbound, heading up into New Albany. If you're heading 71 northbound, though, maybe heading up towards Cincinnati this afternoon. Still working to clear up an overnight semi-fire on 71 northbound near the 38-mile marker out near Henry County. I'm Bobby Ellis in the News Radio 840 WHAS Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Print and Marketing Services gives your candidate or business a kickstart with custom color marketing materials. Save 25% when you order two or more signs, posters, or banners. Ends 229.20. Must order two or more of the same item for discount. See store staples.com slash print25. Cards Radio 790 KRD.